And declare your independence of me, Ernest Hancock. And in this hour, Tim Pichota, LibertyAdvisor.com, LibertyAdvisorShow.com, the LibertyAdvisorShow.com. He's going to tell us about that real quick, too. And, uh, and Tim, uh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Um, um, we get the bus back today. We're going back in the studio and I get to do and have everything. Oh, my God. It's just been a thing. But, you know, um, they've been testing it and we do a final test drive today. And hopefully, oh, my God, it's just been a thing. Well, then we're on our way to Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Now, we didn't have the bus, but we did bring uh, we rented a kind of a, a, a camping thing and so on. And we went to uh, Float Fest. Now, and Float Fest was, you know, a good time. And, um, you know, Tim, were you at Float Fest? I think you were at Float Fest. Were you at Float Fest? Yeah, and I rented a uh, Class A and then realized pretty quickly afterwards that I probably don't want to buy a Class A after driving it through all the freaking wind that was going on the entire time. It was it was windy the entire time we were out there, but uh, it was a great event. I mean, it was a lot more people than I thought. I mean, no one wearing masks, obviously. And uh, yeah, it was a great time. And I think they're going to plant potentially plant something else this summer. But yeah, I mean, this summer I'm planning on hitting up all the probably same spots you're hitting up in terms of Pork Fest, Fork Fest. Uh, well, you got fast. you know a big uh, RV, and now you, you're driving a big RV, and you got to park the big RV, and you got to you know, like take care of the big RV. I mean, what are you thinking now? You in the itty bitty little camper trailer, or are you gonna you know do a fifth wheel, or you know, what are you planning on now? I, don't know. I keep going back and forth for like I'm like all over the place, but I mean, first I think I need to buy a truck, and it's just I've been working nonstop, and so I, I have. I have been, and today the Coinbase IPO is dropping, or not IPO, the direct listing. And so I've been having trouble trying to buy that right now uh, for my clients. But yeah, so it's, I have booked some time maybe next week to dedicate to trying to pull the trigger on a, on a truck and then, you know, go from there. But, you know, I'll get a truck that's big enough to kind of do whatever. But there's part of it's like, if I'm going to be by myself a lot, then maybe go something smaller so I can go more over overlanding off grid. But then there's another part of me that's like, yeah, it'd be cool to have a fifth wheel and all the slides and all that sort of stuff. And so it's just trying to figure out what I'm going to be doing. And I'm taking my kids camping for the first time ever next week, just probably doing tent camping and seeing, I don't want to spoil them too much and then see you know, how, I mean, it will be still be glamping. I mean, I've got like all the, you know, off grid shower, you know, hot instant hot water heater and all sorts of stuff. So you know, it's not going to be, you know, super rough in it. Or yeah, I do too. It's called a bus. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, off getting back in the, yeah, you know, it, 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 maybe you, first off, you're right. You probably need a good pickup truck. Maybe get a, you know, big four door F-150 of something, you know, and you can, you know, yeah, use it for whatever. But it's uh, uh, my daughter, Rhea and Tim, you know, you know, Tim, they just got a, a Ford F-150 four door and they got a 26 foot trailer, you know, and they just, I think uh, they'll be back today. They went all last week at like five days up at Williams, you know, KOA up the, there on I-40 near Flagstaff. And uh, the kids are digging it and they're having a good time. So you might want to talk to Tim about his experiences, yep. you know, because that was a pretty good deal. He and it's the, freak, it's the freaking internet. That's the biggest thing. So, you know, when they allow Starlink to be on like RVs to be able to be mobile and be out in the middle of the woods or something or out in the middle of the desert, you know, that's sort of the biggest thing i'm waiting on is to be able, i mean obviously you know yeah. I'm wire right now with you well we had this thing called uh nomad internet 
that is uh, unlimited, no throttling, blah, 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 that we've had it, but we haven't really used it. I tested it and made it all right, but now we got to install it in the bus like today. So I'm hopefully I'll be using that tomorrow. We'll see what's up. If that works well and it's got good reviews, I'll let you know, man. That might be a stopgap before we get some Starlink. Yeah. But it, it's internet's going to change everything. And there's, you know, one thing we wanted to get into, you know, a lot of the decentralization, of course, of the theme I try and stay with a lot. And uh, you're talking about Coinbase doing their, you know, IPO on Wall Street, if that isn't freaking counterintuitive. So I'm just uh, there. So we have, you know, crypto going Wall Street. Uh, yay. You know, so, you know, tell us about that. And is that some reason why my crypto is blowing up on everyone all over and my wallet is, oh my God. I mean, you know what, what, what's happening? Is that what's you know, driving the market? What's going on? Yeah. I mean, that's certainly part of it. I mean, for me, I mean, the bigger thing was decentralization and taking power away from the man. And that's why I wanted to get into crypto, not because I thought it was like a get rich quick scheme or something. But yeah, you're seeing a lot of euphoria over the Coinbase direct listing. So technically it's not an IPO. So they sort of cut the middleman out and the shareholders went directly to the exchanges and went to the NASDAQ. And so it's like the owners are then selling directly to the people as opposed to having a bunch of middlemen in between where like in an IPO, they, they're going to squeeze between, you know, three to 7% usually out of uh, you know, whatever the, the, you know, hundreds of, you know, I think and this one's going to be one of the biggest ones ever. So, or if not the biggest one ever, it's, uh, you know, they're going to list it at $250, but you know, it's going to probably pop when you can actually buy it closer to 350 bucks a share, which makes it over a hundred billion dollar. Uh, I, not, not IPO, but direct listing, which I believe is the biggest one ever. So, you know, it is, you know, it's obviously, I, I don't even know what you mean. Direct listing. What does that mean? It's sort of like an IPO, except, except instead of, doing the whole initial public offering where you've got, you know, Goldman Sachs or Morgan Stanley or Bank of America or JP, like all the major players usually in an IPO, they'll, you know, underwrite the shares and they'll have a certain amount of support they'll give and they'll do a whole like road show and they'll do all this different marketing and supposedly, and then they take, they take a gigantic cut, you know, usually 3% to 7%. And so instead of doing that, what they're doing is they're basically saying, Hey, you know, we've got these amount of shares that, our insiders have and we're just going to put those shares directly on the nasdaq and then let sort of the free market take over and so there's going to be a certain reference point which was 250 bucks a share uh which actually well, how was, common is that pro that mechanism uh like palantir was probably the biggest company that did that recently which was peter Thiel's company and uh it's it's a newer it's it's starting to gain more traction and more relevance because you know if you can do this one just pay you know a small amount of fees versus paying you know seven percent you know obviously you know coinbase doesn't need all the marketing and all the dog and pony show because at this point everybody knows what coinbase is and it's so hot and so in demand. well this is cutting out the banks even more i they can't be digging this man they're they're going no hell no and then i i see about this what's that uh four letter acronym uh, spar or spam or spark or spark. Back. Yeah. What does that mean? You know, is, is this kind of what that what's happening here? I mean, what's the, no, it seems like changing. That's something different. And actually, I mean, I'm not an expert on it and it's been around for actually a long time. It's like been around since, you know, before you were even like an activist, just wasn't really used in the same manner that it's used today. And so today you get a bunch of people that create this special perfect, special purpose vehicle to then, 
raise a bunch of money. And I think it gets around some different rules and they get this whole big pot of money to then go in and buy stuff. And it just seems like that's a huge mania. And I don't really know how much longer that can continue, but you know, all well, the SEC doing- doesn't like it. They're coming out saying, Whoa, 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 Whoa. You're like not doing it right or something, you know, and, and this mechanism is focused on what's going to happen with uh, uh, Coinbase. They're, uh, listing on the NASDAQ, they have shares that they're allowing them to do, and they just go, all right, ah, right here. And people will go buy them or not, and they're buying them from the inside guys. But to be able to do that, they have to have it carved up in some kind of shares. Uh, how are these, how do they allocate shares to begin with? And what are they based on? I, you know, the music started, we're going to find out when we come back, you know, because this is going to be a thing. Tim's right in the middle of, uh, you know, this is a thing. And it's doing something to my, you know, crypto wallet is making it go up. And the only thing I can think of is, is damn it. You know, I, I, I want it to crash so I can buy more. I need to buy more. I want to buy more now. You know, until I get some more guy, I need to convert it into more. Yeah, I'm like more, more, more. I, you know, damn it. I don't want to buy anything freaking $800 Bitcoin cash. That sucks. You know, I need, I need it. Man, I remember 186, man. I was like, you know, so if they think with silver, silver is down a lot. So I'm going, yay. You know, the more I get the, God, man, it's just getting stupid. Except the freaking premiums, though, are, you know, like a third of the price now. Silver, silver? Sil- silver premiums, yeah. Um, I went to, I took my grandsons, uh, two of them, to a 10 and five-year-old. And we went to a coin uh, jewelry dealer on South Alma School, south of the 202 there. And uh, we went in and I go, all right, they got some money in there. You want that filthy, stinking paper yet? You know, we can get you some real money. And um, so what we did is we went in and uh, I was a young guy and, you know, you got Buzzy in and you know, all that. And it was a, a nice place. But uh, I go, you got any junk silver? Yep, right over here. And they had dimes, quarters, and half dollars. It was $55 for... $4.50 fate. So what they did is they go, whatever the face value, 50 cents times 22. That was how they were selling it. So I did all the math and everything. And I'm going, wow, the silver content, it's only, it's less than $5. It's three, $4 something, you know, uh, um, above spot. And I'm going, well, shit, I'll come buy all of it. Because <laughs> you know? I remember you used to be able to get junk silver. I got a bunch of dimes when we did the dime cards. You know, I got $20,000 worth at 79 cents under spot. You know, I'm going, damn, they don't like this junk silver thing. Of course, that changed, you know, later yeah. they like it. But now it was still at a at a jewelry coin store. I was going, damn, I, you know, I didn't get ripped off as much as I thought I would, you know. But you're right. If you go and you want to get a, a Liberty or a proof of whatever, man, it's $40 or some stupid shit like that. You know, but uh, you can still buy silver. You get 10 ounce bars and not be too ripped off and keep it $4 and something. But uh, the squeeze be a coming in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I guess it has to eventually be some sort of limit to how much they can get away with in terms of squeezing all this. And I guess maybe we'll say this when the show comes back, but uh, Bernie Madoff just died. So I'm not sure if you saw that or not. And so. One of the one of the funny things, uh, you know, you know, funny about someone dying, but I did see. Let me just share my screen for. Actually, if you could let me share my screen, this is. I, I thought I did. I just happened to catch this at the perfect at the perfect time uh, when there was a 
a, a different late breaking article coming across and it's 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 too good okay make host chat rename put in waiting room i guess i can just make you host maybe you're making a co-host then well if it has co-host options whatever i don't care yeah All okay right. Yeah. All right, so i i saw this article today it goes it says uh Breaking Bernie Madoff, who ran world's largest Ponzi scheme, is dead. And then right below it is U.S. budget deficit jumps to record 1.7 trillion this year. So yeah, like, yeah, I'm going. Who's a Ponzi here, man? We're the largest Ponzi scheme. And it's and it's funny because that thing moved off there right after I right after I screen screenshotted that and moved off of it. I'm like, I yes, I just got that. Like I'm at the perfect time. Oh, that's awesome. So, we'll put it back. You know, we'll share it with everybody. Yeah, you know, I will. We I, didn't, do... I didn't know what the, when the music's coming. That way back. we can. That, that way we can do, uh, you know, mention the Bernie thing, you know, because that's all it's worth. The, um, yeah, I, I, you know, it, it, is it nigh? Is the beginning is nigh? Is it happening? Are we there yet? And that was the, the uh, first hour we had on, you know, food production, urban area, and then, uh, you know, doing away with this race thing with Kevin, now you, it's a good day. All right, hold on, here we go. With Tim Pachot, the Liberty Advisor Show dot com. Yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. But here you got some you got some news, man. You know, show show the audience. Uh, he's got it up for, on the video here. Uh, describe what you got for the audio audience. Yeah, so I did see that uh, I was looking at the budget deficit and saw that the U.S. budget deficit jumped a record 1.7 trillion so far this year, the first six months of the year, because the, there's a fiscal year and a calendar year, and the fiscal year starts in October. But anyways. Uh, it was, you know, they, it's on ABC News and they're, you know, flashing different, you know, breaking news across the top. And I happened to screenshot it, right, as it said, Bernie Madoff, who ran world's largest Ponzi scheme, is dead. And then right below it talks about the U.S. budget deficit soaring to $1.7 trillion for the first six months. And, and I just happened to catch that, like, right at the perfect time to be able to screenshot that because now. Well, put that screen. You don't have the, the picture of the uh, Bernie Madoff one. Go ahead and put that up. Yeah. So yeah. So right now, yeah. So at the very top, so you know, Bernie Madoff, who ran the world's largest Ponzi scheme, is well, dead. Well, it's not showing that one. It's showing something else. But anyway, oh, the no, point it's, is, it's not. So, so it said okay. the world's largest. It says the world's largest um, uh, Ponzi scheme, and then right below that, it's got the world's largest Ponzi scheme. You know, <laughs> with the debt and deficit, and the you know the government. Yeah, here it is. Bernie Madoff, who ran the world's largest Ponzi scheme, is dead. And then right below it. They're talking about you know 1.7 trillion dollars this year. I'm going, and it's this ABC. Year. I didn't even realize what they did. So, yeah, uh, no, it's just, and I just like happened to get that at like the exact perfect time where that lined up because I haven't even seen that uh, you know come back because now it's all about the uh, George Floyd murder and all that other stuff. But uh, and then one of the biggest news stories that actually I learned from you, and when you had Mark Edge on, you guys were talking about how the Fed stop publishing the m1 money supply data and i you know but you guys are both like really reputable people but i'm like no freaking way i'm like did they really stop this and i went to the fred website and i'm like they did they stopped publishing the m1 monetary data which is you know showing the the most narrow basic version of how much money is floating around in the economy and i didn't even realize that it went up you know 4x last year in the span of like two months from you know march to about may when yeah. you know it 
you know, went like almost five X, uh, just complete hyperbolic. And it just shows you that if you don't even let us know what the most basic accounting measurement is. Oh you know, no, it's Zimbabwe stuff. Now this is what happened. I remember when, um, they had what they call M1, M2, M3, whatever. It's you know, it's, it's and they stopped M3. <laughs> yeah, and they stopped reporting. They just stopped. But that's where we got to know and interview uh, Mish Shedlock. Because Mish was like, um, you can derive it from some of the other reporting and you can kind of get you know back to you know what they're doing. So those reports, the other ones, they just did away with them too. They're going, oh, you're getting it from, oh, okay, well, we're going to you know, stop reporting that too. Now, now what are you going to do? And and then at the same time, I'm I'm, I'm thinking, you know, uh, I saw a meme that said, you know, why they want to do uh, gun control, take away your guns because they're getting ready to do something you'd shoot them for. And I'm going, <laughs> I think you know what they're doing. You know, <laughs> we, first we're going to put all this money. You know, we're going to buy assets with it, and it's going to go on the Fed balance sheet of that sucks for you. Your money's going to go to crap. Oh, and you don't have guns anymore. So this is. I'm, this is setting up for something big coming, and that's why Tim Pachota's on. Tell us what that is. What the hell is coming, Tim? Well, I mean, it seems to be great news for crypto. So, I mean, personally, I think you know what the Fed is doing, and all the other central banks around the world pretty much are doing is setting up the perfect opportunity for people still to get in crypto. And 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 I went and saw a study today where it was, you know, asset managers who manage over, I'm just going to try to find the article, they had over half a billion dollars under management. And it was a, a huge percentage of them, it was like 80% of them thought that, uh, that basically, that Bitcoin is a, is a major bubble. Okay, I found I found the article. And so if you have the fact that all these different asset managers think that Bitcoin's a bubble, 74% thought it was a bubble, only 10 percent didn't even respond and then or weren't sure and then 16 percent said no so the fact that only 16 percent of major investment firms think that it's not a bubble sort of then makes me think that it's not a bubble because you know you want to do sort of the opposite of what these guys are saying and so the fact so everybody's sort of waiting for the price to go down but if you have everybody waiting for the price to go down and you still have you know people out there buying it and who want it and the fed printing tons and tons of money I think that the story is still a long ways from over. I think eventually we'll have, you know, million dollar uh, Bitcoin. And I and I was and I remember saying when uh, you know when I interviewed the HUD eight CEO, which is the largest publicly mining, uh, basically miner that's that's out there on the stock market. I interviewed him when they when crypto was at like three thousand when it can, when the second like when it went when it crashed down to three thousand so you know like in the, you know the Peter Schiff it's, it crashed so it was when it went from you know, eighteen down to three I remember saying at that point it was going to be at some point it's going to be a multi trillion dollar asset class and we just hit a multi trillion dollar asset class last you know in the past seven days when the entire market cap of all the cryptos got above two trillion dollars and so you know that's. I think, you know, but the thing is, if they can go in December, the Federal Reserve can go print $900 billion, which at the time was like the market cap of Bitcoin, or the previous, you know, February of 2020 in China, in one day prints $234 billion on a Tuesday, which at the time was almost the exact market cap of Bitcoin. So if you have central banks around the world who in one second can print more money than the entire market cap of Bitcoin, and then that's going to keep continuing. So a lot of people think that, oh, this is, I mean, obviously not your audience, 
But a lot of people think, oh, you know, everything that happened with the coronavirus is, you know, everything was rip, roaring, rocking, ready to go. And so now they've sort of fallen asleep because, you know, everything was great and greatest economy ever if it wasn't for the coronavirus. And now there's all this pent up demand and everything's going to go through the roof. And you see JP Morgan out there talking about how, you know, the deficits and the vaccines are going to be fueling you know, a huge recovery all the way into 2023. And so there's this huge, uh, you know, feeling out there that, you know, the Fed is always going to keep printing money and, and they're going to, you know, have everybody's back and they're not going to let the stock market go down. So aside from silver and gold, I mean, basically every other asset class is pretty much at all time highs. I guess, you know, oil isn't either, uh, you know, and so it's just been, a crazy, crazy ride where, you know, obviously when they're stopped publishing the M1 data and it's like, we're a banana Republic and we don't even get the bananas, you know, at this point. So it's just <laughs> like, I don't even know. Okay. Like, yeah. It's crazy. All right. All right. All right. All right. The silver thing. This is just stupid, you know? And, and it's, so I, instead of buying, uh, when, uh, my crypto gets, you know, kind of stupid up and I, yeah, I'm just going to take a little bit of pride. Ah, buy me a little bit more silver. And then I buy me a little bit more silver. And, you know, and I don't really get any regret because silver is going down while the crypto is going up. While it's going up, I'm converting over a little bit of silver. Well, then crypto is still going to go get stupid. Is silver going to get stupid? Is that they still have its actual physical thing and they got it on, you know, the stock market and ETFs that they can play with. But what they're doing, you know, imagine this. We had, I remember Renee Houlihan had that shirt. I keep bringing this up and said the Fed did it with an arrow pointing down in the dollar. The Fed did it. What did the Fed do? She goes, they printed money and bought gold with it. And I go, that is the easiest way to understand what's going on. They print money and then they buy assets. Are part of those assets that they're putting all this money going to people, they're buying crypto. Is that what's happening? Are they and they're still suppressing gold and silver so that then they can buy it later? What I, I inquiring minds want to know, and who are we going to ask? Tim Pachote, the Liberty Advisor, when we come back in just a little bit. The um, you know, that's what I'm, I'm seeing is that you know, of course, silver is manipulated and gold, but to, I mean, how much can you manipulate it? I mean, I, I don't know what's it wind up going to be manipulated about as much as people will, you know be scared and not buying it or something, or they just go into crypto. And I'm of the opinion that because it's such a small market cap, they know what's going to happen. So here comes the hedge funds and everybody and their grandma, and they're going to buy shitloads of crypto or an ETF version, paper version of it, which is what they're trying to do too. And I'm going, that doesn't work, whatever, you know, do what you want. Because when in the end, it always comes down to general public opinion and what they want to have. Precious metals, I, I'm surprised more people don't have it and have a regular, just, you know, bring it in and crypto, but you know, it's, the, it's still not grandma just buttony for enough people. And then they'll want to have it on something like Coinbase. So everybody's going to go, oh, get it. And they, they have it like a bank account. They're looking for somebody to take responsibility for them, that there'll be somewhere else and they have, and I, I need, and I not do it wrong and I don't get fished or whatever. And pretty so, soon I'll be able to, and pretty soon I'll be able to do that for them because, uh, you know, we're looking at different, at getting different, uh, institutional accounts where I can then have segregated accounts for, you know, people, because, you know, I, I'm sick of fighting 
fighting, you know, what everybody wants. And so unfortunately, you know, if everybody, you know, it's sort of like an on-ramp, okay, we can get you into this way, then get you hooked and then tell you how to do it the right way. But unfortunately, most people just don't give a shit about having it on a private key and doing it the right way. It's like, here, here's a hundred thousand dollars. I just want you to do it for me and done like just but and you do it yeah and then yeah and that's what it it, you know so it makes it seem like you know bitcoin is freaking they them those we control you uh mechanism you know and you're gonna and pretty soon they're probably gonna make it so that way if you take you know three grand off coinbase and go to your own hardware wallet you're gonna have to then you know id where the wallet's going and get a social security number or some sort of EIN number. Well, that's why we left gold money. You know, Peter Schiff was all about, you know, you go to gold money and they just take and we get, and we accumulated, you know, some gold. I mean, it just, you know, we get it. And finally I just, you know, got it out and I got laying around somewhere, you know, and it was just, um, you know, little gold bars or bubble pack that we finally just cashed out and said, no, we want it all. And the reason was, is because they go, you need the KYC to get you know, get your gold, to get your money, and we need more information. Social Security guy, you know, and we're done. You know, just give me give me all mine back, and we're done. You know, I did. I I need somehow. If I don't touchy feel it, and it's not, I'm holding it. I'm not interested. You know. And, so and, something, I, tell, and something tells me at some point, you know, in terms of like the gold and silver, that they're going to be some sort of electric grid attack or some sort of EMP attack or cyber attack, and and at that point, you know, having your physical silver is probably going to be a pretty valuable asset and growing food is going to be a pretty valuable asset at that point. Uh, and yeah, it's definitely going to come down to food and, and people's going to give up all day crypto and silver if they need to eat. You know, that's, you know, that's, a, it's not the guy that's mining that makes the money. It's the guy that sells them the shovels, you know? So it's going to, you know, it's going to be like the, the food guy we had in the first hour. So I'm um, the, the silver thing. Let's talk a little bit about that and we'll get back into the crypto too but um that is it's like clockwork they're manipulating you know they're scaring people down i think people are just keep buying you know i am it's down cool i just didn't buy more and i think it's starting to become more of a you know a hedge of something some people are buying and i'm wondering how that's impacting you know their squeeze on it so we'll talk about that here we go hold on and Tim Pacho, we asked him the question. All right, the question is, we got manipulation of precious metals. I, there's just no doubt in my mind about that. So while they're manipulating a little crap out of silver and it's going down, I, I'm, I, whatever gains, you know, a lot of my crypto, I know it. Yeah, but it's going to be a gazillion dollars. And I go, yeah, but I can hold the silver. <laughs> I can do the McDuck thing and kind of, you know, swim in it and stuff. And, it, you know, I don't have a lot, but, you know, enough. I, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about, you know, the price. And when it's down, that means I get to buy more. So is that ever going to break out? Are they, you think a suppression is going on there? Is that, you know, short time before that gets stupid? Or are they going to forever be able to hold it down? I mean, I don't think they're going to be able to forever hold it down. And, you know, and sort of the big catalyst, what I'm eventually looking for is eventually, I think the dollar is going to lose reserve status on a long enough time horizon. And, you know, it could literally be next year, or it could be 10 years. And whether it's next year or 10 years or 15 years, you know, if you're, if you plan on being alive 15 years from now, or your heirs plan on being alive for 15 years you should, from now, you should probably do something to get ahead of that and make sure you got to see at the table when eventually the music stops. And eventually the music's going to stop in the form of the dollar not being the reserve currency. I mean, you can go to page 74 of Klaus Schwab's Great Reset, where they have a whole subsection called 
the uh, the fate of the U.S. dollar, and then they talk about how it's an exorbitant privilege in quotes to be the world reserve currency, and how you know other countries aren't really benefiting from that, and eventually, you know, that's just gonna, those imbalances are just going to have to stop. But you know, that gets that's a whole nother you know rabbit trail. But you're taking a look at the I'm taking a look at the market cap of the entire silver market right now. And it's, you know, teeny tiny, it's only $1.389 trillion. That's almost the market cap of Bitcoin. Bitcoin's market cap is $1.179 trillion right now. So literally by the end of today, that's the way things are going. You could have silver and Bitcoin's market cap being the same across the board. And, and, and to me, I mean, I, I see a lot more money obviously going into uh, you know, a lot, especially people my age and actually people just about every age right now are putting more money into crypto than they are into precious metals. And it's probably a little bit tougher, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, uh, crypto market being, I don't say only $2 trillion, but you know, cause that seemed like a outlandish prediction for me to make three years ago. But now that it is $2 trillion, that's still nothing in the grand scheme of things. I mean, the U S budget, we just read earlier, you know, the first six months of this year had a $1.7 trillion deficit just in the US. And that's not even including China or including the EU or including every other, you know, banana republic out there that's printing money that they don't have. And that's even before the whole like three to $4 trillion, you know, you know, uh, incentive uh, infrastructure plan that they're trying to do. And so I think you're going to see commodities across the board continue to, to keep going up. And yeah, silver is manipulated right now and gold's manipulated right now and so part of my reaction to that is good you know buy more of it while it's manipulated and and you know and they can do things to manipulate bitcoin as well and there's you know whales that are out there and people that got in early that want to cash out a little bit so that way they can live and let the rest of it ride and and you know there's nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with taking profits but you know and, but for me and my clients it gets the price of silver goes down you know, no, none of them are, you know, bitching to me about, oh, well, no, you shouldn't have put me into silver because, you know, they all have the mindset of, you know, we're preparing to have a seat at the table and we want a chair when the music stops. And so I think having precious metals is, you know, a valuable chair and having crypto is a valuable chair and being able to grow your own food and having, you know, energy supplies that's off grid and generators and things like that are all very valuable resources when eventually they F everything up. And so, I mean, you, I guess you could argue if they've already effed everything up, but it's just like we're in this like, calm before the storm of everybody thinking everything is great, but it's only great because the government was giving everybody free money and they're creating all these imbalances of like, oh, you know, you can get paid $400 a week to not work and sit on your ass, or you can get paid $500 to go, you know, work for a week. You know, who's going to go work for 500 bucks a week when you can go sit in your butt and make 400 and they're creating all these imbalances. Like you're not allowed to kick people out of their homes or foreclose on people. And, and so then that's, you know, basically making it so, so it's you know, making supply of housing is, you know, artificially now more scarce. Yeah. And you know, I want to talk about that a little bit. They keep extending this. You can't evict people. That means that um, people that are renting homes to people and not getting paid can't pay their mortgage, which means what? It's going to go back to the bank, you know, by government. That's like a takings. I, I don't see, I, I haven't heard, you know, I, I, that's interesting that we haven't heard of a lot of lawsuits. I, I, I imagine there would be a one out there, should be, that you know the government has performed a takings on you. They've taken away the value of your property and uh, it's like eminent domain. They're eminent, you can't control your property. 
well, somebody else, they're not paying you. You can't pay it. And then what's going to happen? It's even worse, bank- even worse than that, because it's like, it's like you then have, you're paying for somebody else to stay in your property and you can't even kick them out. So somebody else can squat on your stuff and you, you have to pay the bill. Which is happening. But this is I, the point that I want to make on this is eventually it um, goes to the government or it's going to be already 40% of mortgages on the Fed's balance sheet or whatever anyway. So I'm going, I can see what's happening. It's socialized housing. They're going to go and the government's going to be the one with all the houses. And after they, you know, kill off everybody with a vaccine in a couple of years or whatever, we're going to have a housing glut. I mean, you know, it's, not, it's there's something weird going on. And you can sit there and see it play out. It won't happen all at once, but it will happen overnight. And I'm seeing it kind of, you can see it on the horizon. Then all of a sudden, boom, it's going to be Monday. And you're going to go, what the hell just happened? Housing's going to plummet. Their interest rates are going to start to go up. You know, people are buying not a house or buying a payment. The payment's going to, you know, shoot up. They're not going to be able to buy it. So the principal's got to go down. And we're like, you know, 2008, nine all over again. And it's going to, and then the precious metals, it shot up back then too. Silver was what, $45 or something. So yeah, I just, it, it's so neon flash and obvious of what's going to happen. But we just, you know, playing fiddle as it's burning on sinking Titanic of uh, Rome. I, uh, I don't know what to say or do. And the people that come to you are what? They know this. They just need somebody to push the buttons for them. I mean, what is it that you offer your people that they're beating a path to you? Well, I mean, there's a lot of different things. So, you know, some people that come to me as being more of like the obviously libertarian red pilled financial advisor and they, and they got people that are also scared and don't know what to do. And you've got some people that, you know, got into crypto early and are utilizing my services to help, you know, uh, you know, basically lessen their tax burden on that front. You got people that are looking to get into crypto. And, you know, I talk to people, the thing is, there's a lot of ways to fall off the wagon, a lot of ways where you think you can do it yourself. And then you, like, I talked to a lady who put a hundred grand into Bitcoin in October and somehow has 25,000 now because she went and bought it at a low. Then it, then when it crashed down around Thanksgiving, she crapped her pants and sold it all. Then tra- somehow she traded her way to, you know, in a massive, you know, boom, like three, 400% boom, she managed to lose 75% of your money. So you know, there's people out there who are not necessarily capable of making good decisions and freaking out. Uh, and, you know, for those, so, we, you know, I've got a little bit of, you know, something for everybody. And it, well, not everybody, like 98% of people would probably want nothing to do with what I offer, but I'm only trying to go after a very <laughs> small amount of people. And, and it's, you know, just providing different advice. And then the other thing is, you know, people are thinking that this is necessarily going to shake out like it did in 2008, where there was a, you know, you know, all the asset classes went down, but if the biggest bubble is in the currency itself, you could have the asset classes all, you know, go in a hyper boom upwards because the money is what got devalued. And so it still frustrates me that I see people who, you know, are in long-term bonds or have bonds that, you know, half their portfolios in bonds and are like, oh, well, you know, I was making, you know, all this capital appreciation when the price was going down. I'm like, well, right now the price is at zero. So you're basically, you're, you're giving money to these evil institutions and government, you know, same thing. And now they're paying you like 1% to go, to go lend money, you know, to, you know, as, as interest to you. And then what happened, what best case scenario is, okay, you don't lose the value of your money because, uh, or at least the principal doesn't plummet because the interest rates stay low. Okay, well, great, you get paid nothing, or the rates get. Yeah, but inflation the, beats a living crap out yeah, of you. Exactly, or the rates end up going down, and now you're paying somebody to have them borrow money from you, or the rates go up and you get decimated 
from the interest rate risk, which, you know, is something I've talked about before in your show. So if you've got a 10 year duration bond, a million bucks, rates go up 1%, your principal is now 900,000. If you want to cash out immediately, if rates go up 2%, then now it's about $780,000. And people don't realize that because basically the rates have been going down since the time I was born. And they've been- Yeah, you got the music when you're saying important stuff. I don't want to, this is where Tim and I first met and the thing that he was really pimping out you know, years ago saying, look, I can see what's going to happen, how you guys are going to slowly go broke. And I'm going to sit here and watch it, or we can do better things. What are those things? We're going to find out more when we come back. Tempa Choke, the Liberty Advisor. With Tempa Choke. I'm, you know, Donna just sent this to me, Telegram, you know, um, you know, Bob sent it to her and his wife sent it to him and kind of, you know, now it's up on Freedom's Phoenix for me and Tim to talk about. The housing market is out of control. This is what's going on. Blah, blah, blah. Bottom line is there are people that say they're on financial hardship. They're going to keep your interest rate and let you extend it to 40 years. So it's a 40-year mortgage. They're going to refinance and do something. What? This is, I, and to top it off, you know, this is only for people that own their homes and homeowners in their homes. If you're a tenant, you know, they still, you can't be foreclosed on. I mean, you can't be evicted. And uh, uh, what about the guy that owns the home and is renting it out to PI? It seems like they're going after landlords. They don't want landlords anymore. People own it. It's, it's gotta be Goodman housing or something. You know, to top it off, if a homeowner is going to go through a foreclosure, this would extend the filing deadline by an additional 120 days until December 31st of 21. So homeowners would get an additional four months runway and I to either sell their house or figure out a plan if they were going to be foreclosed on. Um, this housing thing without uh, being able to uh, evict and this deadline keeps coming up and they keep extending it. And why do you think uh, that is, Tam? Well, I mean, it's they kick the can down the road for everything. So, I mean, I was talking about this, uh, you know, probably eight, nine months ago when they said, oh, originally it was going to be like September. Then September came. Oh, it's going to be November. Then November comes. Oh, it's going to be, you know, sometime in the 2021. And then that time comes. And oh, now it's going to be this time. And so, I mean, are you, what if you're 80 years old? Can you, you know, get a 40 year mortgage, you know, if you're 80? And you know, so, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just so crazy, everything that's going on. And, and unfortunately, it sort of pissing me off because I was building a home or just had just started it and broke ground last year and decided to cancel that order. So, you know, I'm not always omniscient and don't always make all the right moves. I mean, there's other factors that play like a divorce, but, you know, but in terms of, you know, if you would have told anybody all the calamity that was going on, uh, you know, a year ago and how things would shake out. I doubt very many people would guess that that would be, you know, a huge boom for housing and everything that's going on and everything that's associated with that. And so, you know, it's just, but it's art, but if you can't, but if you can't kick people out of their homes and then if you, and if you can stay in a home, not paying rent, uh, you know, it's going to create this artificial scarcity, but you know, what are they going to do? I mean, uh, is the Biden regime going to all of a sudden say, Oh, however many X amount of millions of people we're going to make you homeless. I mean, so it seems like the easy button is come up with some sort of government program of 
hey, we just brought a whole bunch more votes to do something. 40 acres and a mule, man. Just give me some land. I'll go and take away all your building code and I'll put up a teepee and bite me. I, this is freedom's the answer. What's the freaking question? I see where this is going. This happened in Japan in the 90s. What they did is they, and it'd be like a 60 minutes thing. They'd show up. Here to be a young family and they'd come in with a little toddler and it was a multi-generational loan. So they go, come here, kid. They, they, they put an ink spot on their, you know, on their foot and stamp it on the contract. You know, you owe it too. <laughs> they sell you know? more adult diapers in Japan than they do for child diapers. And like, they've got like guys over there who don't want to have sex and don't want anything to do with women. And, you know, now with all these different, I mean, they're, they're doing everything they can to, you know, because of all the, you know, chemicals in the water and I'm sure the radiation and 5G and all the other crap that's going on. I mean, they're theorizing, I mean, not even to mention even the vaccine, which I guess isn't a vaccine. It's a, you know, a basically a drug, but the, you know, you're not, people aren't going to be able to even have kids, you know, in 20, 30 years at the rate things are going. And, and it's just, you know, they're, they're, you know, whether it's some sort of secret plot to kill off humanity, I mean, you can go back and literally just read, you know, hear what Bill Gates says in Ted talks, where he talks about limiting the world earth's population and, you know, where he comes from. So it's just, it's just absolutely insane and that but they're trying to game everything so then that way no one ever has to feel the pain because they just want to you know help with the short term but eventually all this you know shenanigans and running you know four trillion dollar deficits is going to catch up with us and it's going to catch up in this and you know in my opinion eventually someday million dollar bitcoin and and everything else that goes along with it and so but you know do your own research don't obviously put everything into bitcoin don't uh, you know, and I'm saying, you know, Bitcoin and, you know, obviously there's, you know, other ones, other cryptos that are out there, but it's, they, this can't go on forever. And they're going to, I think that the other countries are sort of just giving the U S and the dollar, you know, more rope to hang ourselves with. And the deeper that we're in this, uh, you know, the harder it's ever going to get out and there is no getting out of it. There is no taxing our way out of, there's basically no way to ever balance the budget. There's at this point, I don't even know if we'll ever even see a sub trillion dollar deficit again at the rate things are going because you know it's going to take major pain in order to get things back on track and no one ever wants to go through the pain so instead no, we're no, go this more is, pain. okay i'm gonna i'm gonna make you know you know my prediction early prediction to the professional here and you tell me how far off you think i am i am of the opinion that when uh this much printing of dollars and the abandonment of the petrodollar and going to other reserve currencies and, other, and the dollar's done so they need, they have to have a universal basic income of everybody gets in the smart, you know, phone of Goldman Sachs, you know, crypto, gov, coin, dot, whatever the hell. And they're going to come up with the digital purple money of you have to be able, it's a, the um, uh, legal tender laws are going to be changed to include crypto. And you see a lot of the big day, them, those uh, retail giants, there, they're going to start taking, you know, crypto or Bitcoin or whatever, but they're going to have selected ones. And it's going to be to the point that anything other than government approved crypto is going to be considered a counterfeit currency. They're going to come after you. And they sure as hell don't want you trading it in for dollars or not, but it doesn't matter when everybody starts dealing in these cryptos anyway. When you're dealing in crypto and you're not interfacing with the dollar, then what? So they're going to have to say, well, you're not allowed to do that. How are they going to be able to track it? Blah, blah, blah. During the meantime, they're just going to keep the, you know, the, the trains rolling. They're going to keep printing more money and more money and more money and more. And it's going to keep getting worse and worse than Zimbabwe. So when that happens, it's going to come down to you giving up all 
your crypto and silver so you can buy food. So this will always turn into a food thing. So I'd be making yourself some food, store some food, get it now, it's cheap in comparison to what's gonna be food. So food, 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 you know? And then of course, if it pleases the crown, can I like camp on my own land? You know, can I even have land? Well, this, what they're doing without being able to evict people, they're not paying rent, all the landlord, how, how, what's the bank say? They say, oh, you're okay, don't worry about it. And if they slow off what you got to pay, they, they just add that on to the end of the loan with more interest. Oh, we'll do a 40 year, this is, it's done. It's, it's over. It's going to be who, who picks up the pieces after. This is the greatest depression thing. So I'm going, how do we set ourselves up to survive? I don't need to beat them. There's no beating them. There's, no, there's like shadows you got to fight up against. It's a philosophy. You have to be able, when it goes to ashes, when the freedom's phoenix comes out of the ashes of Lady Liberty's torch, you be in a position to take advantage of what is available, what's cheap, and build again. Without them, now go to bars. I mean, whatever the hell it takes. But the thing is, there is no fixing this, you know? So I, bottom line, food thing, no fixing it. How does that look, Tim? Explain. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just basically sort of sounds like a less expletive rated, rated version of my rant at FloatFest on uh, central bank digital currencies and where things are going. But I mean, take a look at the food thing. I mean, why is Bill Gates now the largest farm, own, farm uh, land owner in America now? Uh, you've got Klaus Schwab who said, you know, you'll own nothing, you'll have no privacy, and you'll be happy. And so that's where they want to get everybody. They want to, you know, yeah, break everybody's. For that. Yeah, get break everybody's legs and you know give them a wheelchair and talk about how they helped them out. And they're going to just basically try to get everybody sucking off government teeth to, you know, make everybody vulnerable because the government that has the power to, you know, give you, you know, give you everything has the power to take it away as well and you're just seeing you know so much craziness so before the show ends you know on the live show i also want to mention you know right now the s p 500 the pe ratio which is the skip to the end version of that is the higher the number the more expensive things are and right now we're at a 42.22 historically it's you know about 16 over the last you know 20 30 years it's been closer to about 20 which means that either the s p 500 companies need to start making twice as much money to get back to even or the price has to go get cut in half and so you know all these things cannot just continue on forever but if the base denominator is what it's you know valued in is the dollar the dollar is losing value then you could have the s p go up to infinity and you could have crypto go to infinity and so people you know roll their eyes when i say you know bitcoin could be like a million dollars but you know it, but to max kaiser's point there's no real floor to the dollar so there's no ceiling to what bitcoin can go up and and that's you know i think the greatest way of you know stating this but yeah it's going to come down to a food thing and then they're going to f all that up because now they're spraying the crap out of the skies and all this other stuff and so maybe you need to have like greenhouses yeah to protect okay, we go we, we need i'm gonna pay for spraying the skies because i because i because I love you. Oh, get this. So I was dropping my daughters off to school last week. And all of a sudden, I see these two people walking out of the school talking about, hey, look up there in the sky and look at all the stuff that they're spraying. And what's that called again? And then I, of course, then butt in and start saying, you know, it's geo atmospheric, uh, you know, engineering. And then, you know, some people call it chemtrails and go on a big thing. And then I said, then start, you know, taking a video of the sky because it's so blatant. And then all of a sudden, like the janitor comes over to me. He's like, yeah, look at this, you know, all the chemtrails that they're spraying today. So I had three people bring up chemtrails to me that I didn't even know because it was so blatant. And then I was, you know, still outside a lot, you know, the next three days and 
uh, basically every day. And then I, you know, I, I developed a little bit of a cough and stuff because they're just spraying the shit out of us. And it's just really pissing me off because you can't even avoid it. Well, I guess you can just stay inside. And so, okay, now we got the perfect weather in Arizona. So let's just go, you know, spray all the slaves with, you know, all this, you know, barium, aluminum, aluminum, and strontium and barium and aluminum, aluminum, you put those two ticker symbols, BA and AL ball, which is, you know, also sort of like the devil. Oh, or, I no. never heard that. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. So it's like, you can't even make it up. Like, so. Holy shit. <laughs> so. Oh God. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I'm, it's, it's so, it's so obvious that uh, I remember one thing that um, uh, Peter Schiff said years ago, he goes, if you're not, if you don't know what's going on, it's because of willful ignorance. I mean, you know, there's a button for that. You know, you can, you can go find and learn, teach yourself. If you're not able or capable or willing to, you know, teach yourself, you know, it's not my problem. And, you know, well, he, got, should, well, he should look in the mirror when it comes to crypto, but I, I, anyway, that's a different story. Yeah, but, yeah. but, you know, he's, you know, we just had him on. Uh, I, yep, I listened to that one. It was good. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, I like Peter, but yeah, he kind of missed the boat on the crypto, you know, sooner or later it's going to blow up and quantum computing and it's ours now or something. And he'll, he'll get, he'll go, ah, I'm right again. You know what I mean? But in the meantime, but the, um, uh, I can see, in my mind's eye, exactly where this goes. It's where it always was heading. A confrontation between philosophies. It is, you should be ruled by us. We're the elite. We're the ones we think we should and we can. You're letting us. So morons, guess what? We rule you because we can and you're letting us. Until it gets to the point to where they don't let them anymore. And they go somewhere, they vote with their feet. They're on Mars. They're out in the ocean. They're in you know, Earth orbit, they find, uh, you know, the, the right kind of Marvin the Martian push button gun ion cannon of I'm in my valley and none shall pass, Galt's Gulch of whatever the hell. It always turns into that. And what it comes down to is powerful as they think they can be, whether they're the Chinese communist government or the Soviet Union. And what it always comes down to, can you pay your soldiers? Do they get to eat? When you're not paying them, are less likely to take you on, you know? They're like, hey man, I'm not with them anymore. So then it has to go to the next level, robots. If they think that they can get, you know, we're just gonna have robots making robots and put a gun in their hand and they're gonna make you and it's iRobot and they say, you know, for your own safety, get inside kind of thing. Well, then you know it's really on. Well, it's getting to that point. And you don't gotta feed robots. So I'm... To me, it's real fundamental as if it pleases the crown, am I allowed to occupy my own land? And I don't want you coming on and forcing a needle into me either. So this is where the fundamental uh, question is going to be, and it's going to get answered. You're going to have to do whatever the hell they tell you to do because they tell you. And it's been indoctrinated in uh, case law because in the Constitution, where they're talking about interstate commerce, there's a, a famous case of a guy that, you know, they, they're saying, no, you can't grow, uh, you have a quota or, or a limit on how much you can grow on your land, you know, to keep the peace 
exports up for different crops. Well, he was growing it just to feed his own cattle. He goes, it's on my land. I'm not in interstate commerce. I'm not selling it anywhere. I'm just feeding my own cattle and eating my own product and bite me. And they go, yeah, but that's product that you didn't buy on the free market. So you feeding yourself has affected the price out here. Interstate commerce clause we control. And I'm going, yep. So for me, the question has already been answered. You know, they're going to do what they can because they can and they got a gun. So it comes down to how small can you get? How decentralized are you? How much can you produce of your own food? Well, when you get here in the Phoenix area, they started, a lot of people started doing chickens. Well, different communities have different law and you can have a chicken, but you can't have a rooster and all this kind of stuff. And we had 60 chickens or more. And I'm just like, man, they are the coolest. They be making us some food. So I'm like, this is, you know, hell, just the eggs. So I can see that the communities would come in. Nope, you can't grow a fruit bearing, no tomato plants in your front yard. No, you're not allowed to have chickens. No, you're not allowed. I mean, all these kind of uh, things are by whom for what? Well, it's a sustainable development of a criteria for the United Nations of whatever county by county of you're not allowed to uh, feed yourself or be healthy. And oh, by the way, we got a shot for you. So this comes to a head sooner or later. And I just don't, I, I'm not looking to beat them. I just want to survive them. You know, all I got to do is outlast them and humanity will reign, but it's going to get messy first. And one of the big telltales why we have Tim on is because it's going to be these debts and deficits and inflation of the money supply. And why did they eliminate the ability for you to know how much money they're spending in that graph that you see hockey sticking because they got a lot more. And why do they need to get rid of the guns? Because um, they're going to do something you're going to shoot them for. That's why, you know? So this is- I don't know, it's pretty, pretty, pretty expensive later. to shoot them. Pretty expensive to shoot them now these, these days. So it's, uh, you know, how much- Yeah, it better be cost. worth it. The bullets cost a lot of money. Yeah, that's gonna get taken out someday when they try saying that you know I'm a terrorist or something. With <laughs> so, oh, how's um, it? Yo, oh yeah, Corbett got taken off of YouTube. How are you guys doing? Are they 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 warning you? Are they coming after you? Oh uh, well, right now I mean, so actually I uh, so I'm doing so Liberty Advisor show. I do stuff with John Snyson and uh, and actually I mean besides doing a video with him every now and then and with you, I've been taking that sort of a break. So I haven't been on social media at all. A little bit of float, but I got off Facebook, got off Twitter, got off all those other platforms. I'm still doing some YouTube stuff. But anyways, I, John's like, hey, can I post something to your channel? I'm like, yeah, sure. And I didn't review it ahead of time. But apparently, he had some things that the uh, powers of be didn't want to say about the vaccines. And then, you know, they ended up giving my channel, you know, a big warning, and they took took it down. So I didn't get a strike yet. But you know, and, but I mean, I'm still relatively small under the radar. So I've got almost 3000 people on there which is you know nothing but you know it's i think i'm like 30 people away from 3,000. so maybe i'm just not on the radar as much and, and some of the more controversial stuff uh you know is, is this on like the regular you know the website and not even on you know youtube and so i, I don't really care i mean i'm sort of glad i mean i guess it's a good thing that corbett got taken off because you know it then just forces more people and onto odyssey and onto bitchu and onto you know private email list and it wakes more wakes up more people and i know that james was taking a victory lap on this and wasn't necessarily you know saying woe is me and you know he's obviously been promoting you know alternatives for you know basically you and him are probably been promoting alternatives more than more than anybody so uh yeah you know they still haven't you know they still let me on there and 
uh, you know, but who knows what you're really reaching and who knows how much everything is suppressed and, and all the other stuff, but you know, it's, uh, you know, but yeah, mainly just talking about financial economic geek stuff with, with John and, you know, we're doing the Tim and John show and that's kind of the main thing I'm doing now. Uh, but I'm really only, I've been so busy at work that I'm really doing that maybe once, once a week at most, uh, you know, I well, just, where's most of your clients coming from? Uh, actually, I got a crap load from the James Corbett interview has been like keeping me and then, and then people just finding me on Google. If they type in, you know, Bitcoin financial planner to get me and probably what's going to happen here probably the next couple of weeks, I'm just going to basically like shut it down where until I get this new deal set up by being able to custody crypto uh, or working with a custodian to custody crypto, I'm probably just going to take a, a break for a couple of months and, and try to figure out how to jump to the next level of things and just work with everybody I have right now, because I'm not asking for more clients right now. I'm asking for like other people like me, other advisors who actually are, you know, awake to this stuff and can speak to my, my clients language, which is, you know, rare and try to hire those people to help expand things. Cause there's, you know, there's only so much I can do. And I've got an assistant now and some other people that are studying, but then some of those people made some money, you know, on crypto and they're not as motivated. So it's, you know, it's always hard trying to find good people to work who can, you know, who can either be trained or you have the, the various skills to do what I'm doing. So I'm, I'm probably, you know, in the next couple of weeks and when we get into May, just shutting things down for like two or three months and not taking on new clients until I get the next phase of this whole thing open up and scale things out even further. Cause you know, sometimes you got to take a, a pause and take a breather to then move things even further. And if somebody's upset about that, then they should have came on the first, you know, 13 years I was in business. So I, I don't know, I, don't, <laughs> like I've, I haven't, you know, I've not, I haven't been, you know, holding people back, but it's a great feeling because now that I don't need the business, now I'm getting more business than ever, which is an, like weird. So like, you know, before when I was like, Beg, begging and you know and, and pleading with people and now it's like okay well if you don't want to come on then i've got you know nine million other people to go talk to who want to schedule with me but if they've been going to my website scheduling it's been going crazy so uh but yeah but i mean obviously the big focus is on you know making sure that people are taken care of and that they're having the right things and that you know and and but almost everyone i talk to is either already homesteading thinking about homesteading you know into it's all you know earning type people is pretty much who I'm talking with for the most part, and they've got, you know, their traditional guy at whatever XYZ firm that, you know, scoffs at Bitcoin and rolls their eyes in the back of the head and thinks the Federal Reserve is great. And so, you know, it's really like, I'm not even like really competing, which makes it easy. And uh, I guess, you know, one last thing is, uh, you know, I guess we did have the, the person that is known as Prince Philip died recently. And I, didn't he have a quote where one of his quotes was, uh, you know, if I- to if come I ever... back as a virus to kill everybody or something? Yeah. And so, you know, I, I guess, uh, you know, and, and it is, you know, and, and he did, he got the vaccine mid January and then, and went into the hospital like two weeks later, but I'm sure that's just a coincidence. And one of my grandparents, so all four of my grandparents got the vaccine or the shot against my, obviously my, you know, pleading with them not to. And one of my grandmas is incredibly sick right now. Uh, and is, you know, basically just been in bed for two weeks after getting her second shot. And she's convinced it was the second shot. And I'm like, well, you know, do, you know, do stupid things, win stupid prizes. And this is the grandma that would be like more harsh on me. Like if I were to do something, you know, stupid to myself and it came back on me, like she'd have no, uh, you know, sympathy at all. And so it's like, I almost, it feels bad that I almost have zero sympathy for my grandma. I'm like, well, you know, you know, could have, you know, could have, could have asked me, you know, <laughs> about this. And so yeah, no, I've gone through the same thing, you know, it's sad. And I just, you know, I, I you know, you do enough. And you go, well, did I do enough or say enough? Yeah, I did. 
You know, I, I was very clear and made it and whatever credibility add and kind of, you know, and then you back off because if you do too much, they just dig your foxhole deeper and pile up more sandbags. But, you know, you make it clear. And then when I had, it's just, we've been conditioned to uh, leave a lab coat with a government shiny badge. And I'm just, I, 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 I'm not even trying to save everybody anymore other than advocate freedom for everybody. That's the only way I know how to be free. And by doing that, um, the people that want to help and come on, I do what I can to help. I'm, I'm always offering, what can I do to help? I come help. You know, help you, help them, help. I'm, I'm help, 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 help. And it's, um, it's starting to pay off. But my biggest recruiter and the biggest benefit you know, benefactor I get is stupid people, stupid government policies, stupid actions, stupid, you know, uh, laws, stupid, stupid, you're freaking, you just keep doing that stupid crap because damn, if everybody isn't getting mortified from you being stupid. So it's, um, that's one thing I, uh, is it stupid for me to just keep focusing on silver so much? And I'm, it's not that I got any special love for silver. It's heavy and you freaking got to cart it around. You know, I, you know, crypto is better than that. But um, the reason is it's just fundamental philosophy is they keep printing money. And a friend of mine, he goes, a supporter, he goes like this. He goes, all you got to ask yourself is, will they ever stop spending? No, they won't. Trump administration, Biden administration, whatever, it doesn't matter. How much can they get away with? What excuse do they need? And when we decided to go on this trip, it was um, October of 19, I think it was, when we, you know, started, you know, we buying the, you know, the, uh, the RV and all that stuff. And um, I'm going, you know, it's because they made it clear they're not going to stop spending and that they were going to come up with some excuses pre-COVID. Then COVID can go, yep, here we go, you know. So, I'm really focusing on the food thing. Like our first hour is a guy that doing the fundraising, you know, he's, you know, Wall Street banker that, you know, was dying and eczema all over his hands and it's just a nutrition thing he, in New York City. And he figured out he could grow his own vegetables, right? Nutrients and all of a sudden he's cured. He's like, what the hell? I'm going, yeah, they're doing a slow kill on everybody. Your immune system's gone to crap. They have you take these, they're, they're killing you. And on the way out, Big Pharma gets to make a shitload of yeah. money. Well, they're trying to alleviate some symptoms. So this is this is planned. And Gates is an evil some bitch, you know, that got a history multi-generational some bitch. And my so, my grand my grandpa's like, Are you trying to tell me that Bill Gates is some bad guy? And I went on like a huge filibuster of going into everything from IBM to how he stole the technology from Gary Kurdall to who his grandpa was, to who his dad was, to who you know, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, Grandpa. I'm like, you, I'm like, first off, he he immediately knew better when he when he said that because he's like, oh shit, now I'm gonna. Yeah, he's like, you like to put a break <laughs> on those. He's just like, damn it! Like, why did I get him started on that? And then, did you see the other story? Or was it like Saint Martin or Saint Vincent's where there was a volcano going off and they're only letting vaccinated people off the island? And so, I mean, it, I mean, if that's not like a jump I, the shark moment for that, then I don't know what is. I yeah, you know, I see all these as you know. Really, you know these these are these are. It's not good news, but it sure is freaking descriptive of what's going on. So, I I wow. I, I'm wondering, you know, they well you can't get on the evacuation ship unless you get your shot. 
you know, but are they also preventing them? Well, I'll swim or I got my own boat, right? Nope, not allowed to leave, you know, or something. You know, I, 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 I didn't look that deep because that was stupid enough, you know, you know, to, I don't want to give more attention, but it's, um, yeah, I don't freeze Phoenix, but I'm looking uh, forward to getting back on the road. I got to get going because we got to go get the bus. Yeah, I got to go into, but yeah. We're going to Midfest. Then we'll be traveling the country and, you know, you know, doing more activism and so on. But uh, main thing, the reason I, I, I really need to get to uh, Midfest is a lot of the developers on IPFS coding is going. And uh, we got a, a lot, the full tapestry. We got the hardware done with Think Penguin for the content providers to be able to post. We have uh, Start9 Labs that producing the Raspberry Pi with their, your own personal server and pirate box communication. I, I know, I, I introduced you to those. I introduced you to them at uh, Float. Awesome, thank you. And then, well, the guy that, the promoter, he has been listening to the show for four years. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah we were going to be, you know, right in line with him. And then um, we had uh, ClearPhone, which is a de-Google, decentralized, I had the CEO on last week and made him say it, you know, and so we're, uh, a lot of people purchased that and we're getting a, a lump of those. So it'll be uh, off their Google communication. Then we have pre-search, Colin Pape has put up a $2,500 bounty on some widget plug-in onto the search engine, the search and IPFS work, and they need something, you know, some help with that. So he's put up a bounty for that. That'll help. They're working on that. We have um, uh, the software that's able to platform anybody from anything onto IPFS, which, you know, that's one thing that um, James, I'll talk to him about it tonight. James Corbett didn't emphasize that he was on IPFS. And I, you know, and I, you know, I'm like, oh, come on, man, you know, throw a little love to IP. But, you know, he's probably, well, when you got search on it, I'll get all over it, you know? So there was good motivation for the guys. I go, you see, they took off the YouTube. You didn't hear James talking about the IPFS version. You better get on it, you know, make it to where it's uh, more grandma just buttony. So there's, that's why I'm motivated to go this weekend and talk. So, I have, you know, I know it'll fill up. We haven't filled up um, May on our travels, but I know it will as soon as we hit the road. But I'm going to take a lot of that time to make sure that we're ready for the launch of IPFS. A lot of the, uh, which is already launched, but, you know, a lot of the marketing for that and a lot of research and getting ready to studio upgrades and so on. And that's one thing that I'll be calling you. I need some help on, you know, a lot of the OBS and the banners and the, you know, the pretty ticker name stuff. I'll get into it, but you can help walk me through that a lot faster. And my streamcast, you know, that button thing, you know, I got, that has a lot of benefits and tools and that, but you know, I haven't really got set. I didn't have time. I mean, you know, I, I am so busy. I'm taking, I'm taking May off to freaking get my crap done. And no, get dude, I'm doing the same thing where I, I have all the capabilities to do this stuff, but then I'm lazy and I'll just, you know, film a Zoom because it's quicker than, you know, getting all the OBS and all the other BS all set up. So yeah, I mean, I'm right, sort of right there, uh, you know, with you. Now, are you guys going to Red Pill Expo at all? Or uh, yeah, we plan to um, be, and that's uh, early June. And I, I want to go because you know we know a lot of the guys and it'll be fun. But um, the big thing is it's in South Dakota and, you know, the man can suck it. You know, I'm just like, yeah, I'll show some love to South Dakota. You know, we'll do that. And then Michigan, we did a lot of activism with signs in Michigan and they're being stupid again. So they, you know. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen that. What about, uh, what about Freedom What about freedom Fest in July, you guys? I mean, it's more what, of like a, 
Uh, that's in South Dakota again. It's in Rapid Side. They're they're both in South Dakota. Uh, Freedom Fest and you mean the Red Vegas Bill. one, the Skousen Freedom Fest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's going to do it in South Dakota now. Yeah, Rapid City also. Okay, really? All right. Well, maybe I, you know, I've been to several of the Freedom Fests, and they're, I mean, the biggest draw, of course, is Doug Casey. You know, and Doug's a good friend, and you know, it's always go go <laughs> hang with him. I go there just to go dinner with Doug, but you know, um, uh, how about how about his how about his last uh, last time we were there? It was who was it? Wayne Allen Root was on right before him and Wayne Allen Root's like, you know, I love the troops and the troops are this and the troops are that. And we just love ourselves some troops. And then the very and next, that's why I'm not a big giant freedom fest fan. Is that and then bring Doug Casey this- gets up there and he goes, he goes, actually, you know what? I don't want to thank the troops. And I basically think that they're just a bunch of dumb animals following orders that are making us less yeah. free. <laughs> and about 80% of the audience were like flipping out and, uh it was just so funny like he just you just meet like that's how he started off this whole presentation i know you were right next to me so uh it's been um because i remember the years past and i and i have mark skousen on the show and we're friendly and i know his uh uh, cousin nephew joel you know we're doing the redoubt kind of stuff right so i know these guys and um and we had a good relationship i'm just not a fan you know because their mindset because doug Casey used to do a thing called Eris Society and or, or Eris event or whatever in uh, Aspen, Colorado every year for like 20, 30 years. And we've gone to those and uh, way more anarchist. Well, there was a um, mechanism by who would be in charge. The first year that we went, Mark Skousen was in charge of that. He had the apple. And what it is, the, the mythology is that Eris is uh, the goddess of chaos. Well, they, the gods Apollo and Zeus, they had a party, and let's not invite Eris. She's always screwing up shit, you know? We're not going to invite her. Oh, yeah, well, she's pissed off. So she got a golden apple, and she wrote on it to the fairest, and then threw it in the party, and they, got, they started fighting over who the apple was for, right? So it's kind of, you know, yeah, we're promoting, you know, anarchy or chaos or something. Well, whoever got the apple would plan the next year's event. Well, Mark had done that one year's event, and then he went on to do Freedom Fest. And that year, it was way too conservative. It's it's more, you know, uh, you know, Constitution, Christianity, you know, Heritage Foundation-y kind of thing. And uh, and you can tell it's not, you know, there's a lot of people there that for financial advice, and they want to invest in kind of the you know the freedom-oriented makes me money Doug Casey thing. But there's a philosophy that goes behind that that they're not embracing. And they yeah. miss all the opportunities because they just freaking can't get off of the IV of the Fed or the philosophy. If of, only Trump would have won, then would everything would have been solved. And it wouldn't have mattered that all the other BS is going on because Trump would be in there. And so it's a very, you know, I only went that one year uh, and probably last year, last year they had it. And, and it was in narco Vegas was right after that. And basically I was there because all the, I'd, I wanted to go to Anarcho Vegas and you had all the guys who were, you know, at Anarcho Vegas, a lot of them were at Freedom Fest just because it was going on at the same time. But absent that, I mean, I wasn't, you know, if I'm not speaking there or anything, I know I got to pay to speak. And actually, my business partner, Kirk, he's going to be speaking there. So uh, I don't know. I'm this, I'm not, I'm not 100% sold on going to that one, but the other ones I am. So I, you know, I'll be making my way and up to you know, if you're, if even as a speaker, you got to pay about three, $700 or something to go. I mean, you know, the, I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. And, you know, I get in for, you know, free oftentimes I help them promote or I can go. I mean, it's not that I couldn't go. I just, 
you know, ew. Yeah, part of me you is like, well, you know, I've never been to South Dakota, and now, like, do I really need to go there back-to-back months, uh, you know, before? <laughs> so I've never never been there before. But, you know, then I, you know, well, need to figure out my trailers. What's up? You know, Red Pill is totally different. Red Pill is yeah, yeah. a – I've been to Red Pill, we yeah. List. We had a list of events on uh, that we put on Freedom's Phoenix on the Telegram, and Donna put it up, and so on. Somebody made a Google Doc of all these different festivals and events because people have been asking, you know, where do I go and all this kind of stuff. Well, we keep, you know, from that and others we accumulate and we'll put on, and it'll have, you know, the calendar date. You know, from now, April, you know, through the end of, you know, the year, is there's God, a couple of dozen of events, you know, you know, Jackalope and Fork Fest, Fork Fest, you know, I mean, Mid Fest, This Fest, That Fest, Red Pill, and so on. And um, uh, somebody sent us an email, you know, uh, uh, responded to that text and said, hey, well, what about Freedom Fest and, you know, some other thing? And I'm going, you know, I, get, I, I didn't see Freedom Fest on there. And I go, yeah, okay, we'll put it on. But I could see why it didn't make it. You know, the reason is, is a lot of the people that go to these others don't see that as in the same category. You know, it's not the same thing. It's kind of going down a different path. Yeah, it's like if and, you're like 70 years old and have been, you know, watching Fox News for the past 35 years, then yeah, that's sort of like your version of freedom. But, you know, obviously our right. crowd and the people listening and watching this, you know, it's not necessarily the same crowd. And that was very, like the very vibe that I got was it's not really my people. Like it's people that I could get along with and like share a lot of commonalities with and certain things I'm sure we could, you know, agree on hating the libtards or something like that. But it's not really you know, the freedom aspect. It's, it's the people that I call the finos, the freedom in name only. So instead of the rhinos, it's yeah. the finos. And, but, you know, they're, you know, probably good people. But me, yeah, like Donald Trump was a speaker there in 2015, I think. And it, it was very, yeah, I wasn't, I, I think that a lot of this audience wouldn't necessarily be, uh, they'd probably be disappointed if they went there. I mean, a lot of them, a lot of this audience. Yeah, they, sling the, they sling the word libertarian around a lot, but not so much. <laughs> Which the libertarians that they well, promote, yeah. like the Starworks and stuff, like I don't want anything to do with the libertarians yeah. that are up there. Like, oh, we've got, you know, well, Joe Jorgensen as a speaker this year, which they do. So. Yeah, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. But, and so who's the <laughs> crazy guy? Doug Casey, you know, which is like the main... You know, if it wasn't for him, it wouldn't be worth going, you know. And um, so that's that's my opinion on that. I'm sure we'll have Mark on and I will go on about, you know, what his lineup is and that, that I'll be nice. But, you know, I mean, I bring this stuff up. I go, I don't think I don't think uh, voting means what you think it means. I mean, you know, and I, you know, there's you need to find another Especially way when uh, when you're not counting the votes, too. So, I mean, so if we ever saw that, you know. Yeah, put on I mean, spotlight. You know, years of me telling these guys. I mean, I have them on a lot of their speakers. I've had as guests. I mean, I'm going. I don't trust the system. The system. Oh well, uh, what are they going to say now? You know, I mean, they're, they're, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm past that. We're, I we're did waiting. get an interview out of Peter Schiff Oof. when I went there, and so I, I asked him. I'm like, listen, like imagine it's been crypto's been 10x the price of gold. Bitcoin's been 10x the price of gold for a decade now, two decades. Is there ever any sort of way that you'd ever admit that you were wrong or maybe you should get into into crypto and he's like well price price is irrelevant price has nothing to do with it i'm like well peter if if, if gold was 10x the price of bitcoin for 10 years or 20 years i'm sure be you'd, you'd be out there touting that and how you know the price is relevant so you know i'm giving you all the outs possible here and he's like no no there's nothing that would you know change my mind from this and, uh, you know, and so I do have that audio of that. Uh, but yeah, anyways, but no, I do get, have to get running. I've got some things I got to do today. It was great coming on your show. Like always, 
and uh and so when are you guys heading out of town uh maybe tomorrow you know we're tomorrow. going um, i need to get to mid fast by i gotta do it's a 17 hour drive that i'm gonna have to plow through yeah. oh i got my butt on the road you know so um <laughs> better you than me as much as we can but we uh i leave right now i'm going you know a hundred miles from Tonopah apache junction it's one 100 miles and I got to go out there and it better freaking be ready, you know? So go out there, do a test drive. They're supposed to take it out this morning and make sure everything's all buttoned up and ready to go and uh, hook up the Jeep. And I'm coming out here, Donna's, you know, loading up everything, getting everything finished and we're freaking on the road. Well, keep again. my fingers, keep my fingers crossed for you guys and safe travels Thank and uh, we'll be in touch, but thanks for having me on. I gotta, gotta get running. All right. Peace brother. Yeah, peace.